millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. And welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am Mike Rains, aka Poker and Politics, and I am joined as always by Sarge. Hello from the internet. And returning from Guantanamo Bay, the mysterious L. What's up, my beautiful babies? <laughs> we're, try- we're trying to keep it chill. Yes. <laughs> On the down low. We're trying to keep it mellow because uh, w- w- once the Patriots get you once, it's very likely they can find a- the ability to get you again. And we don't want that to happen. We don't want any any more kerfluffles occurring here in this uh, in our neck of the woods. Yeah. If anybody puts a bag over my head again, I want it to be for sexual pleasure. Yes. That's what this is all about. The uh, QAnon disinformation, misinformation podcast and also L's various sexual proclivities. That's what we're here for. It's what we're all about. That's yeah. That's the yeah. new new main topic of the podcast. It, it. I mean, we we have yet to do the full podcast of a podcast about it, but it's somewhere in the ballpark. I mean, it's it's at some point I'm going to be opening up my sex shop at Hellworld. I'm going to sell all sorts of weird, terrible toys. Yeah. <laughs> weird, terrible toys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna straight up call call the call the business lament configuration. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the line. It's weird, terrible toys. That's the actual brand. So uh, oh boy. because you, because this is our weird minds and it's also QAnon that we're talking about, you need to know that this may go to some weird places that are bad. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Demons do some... Angels to others. <laughs> nice. So, uh, 
in the uh, QAnon grifter uh, sphere, there is a lot of infighting where you've got people that are trying to make money and trying to get market share fighting with other people who have different ideas for what the market share should be. Whereas one person wants to sell like healing crystals and faith healing classes. Another person wants to promote neo-Nazism and other kinds of monstrous stuff like that. So you always have this push and pull between various factions of QAnon. What you rarely have happen is Q themselves go at one of his sainted heroes, which has happened with this whole uh, Telegram Pegasus thing um, where Ron Watkins has brought up the fact that Michael Flynn is a party to uh, the group of people, uh, uh, NSO uh, offices, I cannot remember their name off the top of my head, but they are an Israeli-based group that came up with the Pegasus spyware that uh, was infecting Telegram and making all this kind of stuff go wrong for them. So suddenly Ron was just like, hey, Michael Flynn, what's your deal, bro? What's going on? And the problem for Code Monkey is that once you go, once you step, uh, once you go behind the, once you leave the curtain, once you're no longer Oz, once you're now just Ron Watkins. Yeah, once, once the dog Toto pulls the curtain away. Yes, once the dog pulls the curtain away. Once uh, you laugh too hard on the HBO documentary when you're talking about how I'm not cute, I'm totally not cute, bro, and you admit what you are now just you, your followers. They take uh, our boy Michael Flynn's side over you because you don't have the cachet of Michael Flynn. So, uh, L, what well, are- I, I think I think our boy Ron really needs to get in touch with uh, with Vince McMahon of the WWE because uh, he 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 is like he, he's made a whole career out of putting the genie back in the bottle. Like n- nobody, whenever Kane shows up to the ring, no one's like, "Oh shit, Isaac Yankum DDS is here." You know what I mean? Yeah, like no one. Maybe so. So maybe he just needs to go to Vince and just be like, "Hey, Papa Vince, I need you to somehow requeuify me." Yeah, you need to you're, re- you're 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 an affluent white male. You probably seem like you'd be interested in getting me back to my Q Prime. Yeah. I mean, you know, we he almost certainly stopped because you know hundreds of idiots stormed the Capitol, but I I don't know exactly why he stayed stop. Unless someone behind the scenes was like, yo, if you don't knock it off, the FBI will be like barging down your door. It's really weird because like his dad also was just like, well, after the election, Q won't matter anymore. I think Team Watkins thought Trump was going to lose. They just really didn't understand that. Did did they think that Christianity ended when Jesus got crucified? Did they really think their their boy losing would diminish the movement? It's like this total lack of foresight about how things are going to work out is mind blowing to me. But um, can we can we talk about Papa Watkins' abhorrent mustache for a second? God, it's really bad. It, yeah. it, it, it looks like some t- terrible spiders crawling out of his nose. <laughs> I, I hate it so much. It like it grosses me out. Because I'm arachnophobic. Like, when I look at it, I'm like, ugh. God, it looks like tarantula fur. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> it's not... I mean, and, and you know he's working so hard on it. You know when he gets up in the morning and styles that thing, he's just like, oh, man... Jim Watkins killing it with this mustache. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, if it was just like his dumb face, I probably would be like disinclined to talk shit about it because you can't really control your dumb face. 
that facial hair situation, however, that's on him. That's voluntary. He, yeah. yeah, he he's he's opting in to that horrible mustache, and therefore I feel like I could talk shit about it just fine. Right. It, it's it's it, it's like Ron's Wagyu cowboy hat. I mean, it's like when you go for an effect, when you go for like a style, you open yourself up to credit people criticizing that style. I mean, that's just the way this works. Yeah, if if you want to be on camera dressed up as Lil Nas Q. Uh, a, jo- a joke that I cannot remember if I've made on the podcast before, so I no, apologize for covering covering retread ground. Like when that one formed Ooh. in my brain, I was like, "Oh, this was such a dunker that I may have done this before." But anyway, yeah, if you want to dress up as like a fucking cute cowboy or whatever, then I get to make fun of you because that is your your choice. It's not like you came out of the womb with that stupid wagyu cowboy hat on your yeah, head. Yeah, he's chosen to go on a dire- go a direction, and that direction is the wrong direction. Wearing a fucking cowboy hat. And uh, he's also going in the wrong direction relative to pleasing his uh, his former devout Q faithful, uh, as indicated by some glorious, uh, I believe, telegram posts uh, that have been collected by uh, one of our, our wonderful Twitter uh, fans, uh, 2021 Karma. So shout out to at 2021 underscore Karma for having collected these glorious screenshots that I'm about to to read some uh, some complaints off of. I just want to give credit where it's due. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's see what, let's see what people have to say about, uh, our boy Ron Watkins, uh, having dared to speak out against, uh, the, the loyal General Flynn. Uh, let's just, okay. So, uh, Ryan Holly chimes in, safe to say it's a hoax. James Witten says shill to which Craig F replies total shill. <laughs> um, let's just say, uh, Matt, no last name. I'm beginning to think most of, most of this is fake too. Uh, well, welcome to the party, pal. Uh, <laughs> Digital Warrior 007, what a cool name. Uh, Pound Sand Disinfo Agent, cool, right to the point. Uh, (laughs) uh, Wu-Tang Crayon, really cutting to the quick. Aren't you Q, Ron? Thumbs up emoji. (laughs) Wow. So so there's the first selection. I'll I'll get to a a more selection after we chew on those for a bit. But these these are all from Gab. Where Gab or Telegram? Telegram? I honestly can't remember. Telegram. If you if you see like if you see like a solid background, it's Gab. If you see like the if you see like any like pastel colors in the background, it's Telegram. Because Telegram's like default, the, the default w- 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 wallpaper in the background of Telegram is this uh, is like a is like a daisy or it's like a daffodil. It's this white flower with a yellow bulb in the middle, and it's a green field. It's really weird, and it's like. Here, come get your Nazism and, and accelerationist uh, lunacy on, and here's this really tranquil, serene background. Whereas Gab is just a, the complete copy of tele- of Twitter, where it's just like black background, white background. Take your pick, bub. You got. Oh, just- I, you know, I said I was going to wait to to read any more of these, but uh, the, the, this next one is is proof that some of these people are so close to actually just getting it. But I mean, they're ne- they're never going to get it, but they're very close. Uh, so our boy Roy posts, it's all bullshit. If it were going to drop, it would have already dropped. If he were alive, he wouldn't be posting the BS coming from the TG. If Q were more than a psyop, we would not be in this hell that we call America. Q-tards are the death of legitimate source information. Eat shit and choke on it. <laughs> wow. That... That and that's a Telegram post, no less. Yeah, that, that's on Telegram. Yeah, he's. You're, uh, you're, you're so close, Roy. You're, you're right there. <laughs> just, he's just, a psyop. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So so what, what is a uh, what does this little spate uh, uh, spate of infighting uh, mean for Q? Does, does it mean anything? I guess is is the most <laughs> important uh, question of the day. 
I think what it really means is that it's just one of those things where you see the pecking order and you see that the Frankenstein's monster of QAnon is now so far outside of Ron's grasp that he can't, like, he can't bring uh, Michael Flynn to heel. He can't, like, pull rank on him, which I don't know if he even could have as Q because, again, when you're just an anonymous guy on the internet – it's hard to get people to – it's hard to wrangle everybody into buying into what you want to say because, I mean, he couldn't even get people to agree on JFK Jr. being dead. But it's really telling when you're the real person that you are, Ron Watkins, and you're, like, saying, hey, everybody, Michael Flynn's got some sketchy business connections. I think he needs to address that. I think he needs to ex- explain to the, the good people of QAnon and Chill. the world. Yeah, yeah. Shell, super right. shell, right? Mega and, shell, and, right? It's like when you all he's doing is like literally saying, "Hey guys, I just got some concerns about this thing," and and then people are like, "Shut up, shell!" Like you're hurting the movement, and it's like, "I am the movement, you idiots! I created all of this," and they're like, "No, you didn't." And if you did, then the movement dies because Q isn't supposed to be Jim Watkins' dumb uh, hentai obsessed idiot uh, son. I mean, it's soap land visiting son. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just like you're you're, like Q is supposed to be this super secret spy who works at the right hand of Donald Trump. It's not supposed to be the board admin of 8chan slash 8kun. I just don't understand why he doesn't post his Q again. It's it's like just one more. He's like. Hey, one less Q drop is me, Q. You know who's really cool? Ron Watkins. You should listen to him. Q gone forever. Yeah. Just yeah just, just, and, then, and then like an embedded link of like some Rage Against the Machine song because in my, in, in my experience, 80 to 90% of Rage Against the Machine's fans like completely miss the fucking point. They have yeah. no idea what those songs are about. <laughs> They love the machine. They can't get enough of the machine. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Those bulls on parade could mean anything. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, the, the thing to me is like, I'm on Rage's side like most of the time, but I know what their politics are so much that there are times when I get mad at their songs for being like too nihilistic and too anti left right paradigm. Like every time. I hear Gorilla Radio and I hear the lyrics four for Gore or the son of a drug lord, none of the above. Fuck it, cut the cord. I'm like, that probably swayed Florida and decided the election. We probably cut W because like 600 teenagers were like, yeah, man, I'm voting for fucking Nader. Fuck those two clowns. I mean, and, but, but at the same time, maybe it just said like, you know, it, it could have just been a bunch of fucking fired up conservative idiots that were going to vote for Bush anyway that were just like, yeah, we love Rage Against the Machine, man. Fuck Al Gore. Like, right, okay. exactly. I mean, it's, you, guys, you, guys just, you guys just don't even listen to the words. You just right. like the pleasant noises that they're making. Right. And you have no idea what the son of a drug lord lyric means. You, and you'll never look into it because you're colossal dum-dums. <laughs> uh, oh, man. So, yeah. So now that we've dealt with interceded QAnon drama, it's time to get into those headlines from the digital headlines to the digital front lines it's cues in the news uh is there any headline greater than tucker carlson himself being confronted by the cia now that the nsa has said they're not spying on him repeatedly 
Oh, yeah. Our boy Tucky Tuck uh, had someone uh, confront him at a uh, Montana business and tell him he was the worst human being ever and that he's just a monster, which is accurate. And more people need to say that to Tucker whenever they see him in public because he is an actual terrible person who is uh, inviting more people to die of COVID because Fox News is still doing their weird weeble wobble bullshit on the vaccine because on the one hand, Biden's for it. So they got to kind of be again it. But on the other hand, they're probably going to kill off like 5% of their audience base if they go too hard on this shit. So, well, Fox News also got to climb out of their sweaty Cretan holes and come out clutching every pearl in existence. Be like, how inappropriate for anyone to be confronting anyone in public in such a fashion. It's like, go fuck yourself, Fox News. You've been doing this shit for years. Yeah. Isn't this like one of your bags? Like this, this was the man who had Tucker's time slot before him, Bill O'Reilly. That was literally his shtick was just like send a cameraman and a guy with a mic to like the supermarket that someone commonly frequents and they know they can catch him. And then they're just like, hey, congressperson, what about this bill that's going to kill millions of unborn babies? Why are you supporting us, you murderer? And the, and the congressperson and the congressperson's like, hey, I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to get dinner for my family. Can can I, can I can I do this? Like, is this really? Yeah, you address why it's going on. Why do you hate America? I mean, it, it, and and Tucker himself told his audience harass uh, parents of mask wearing children. Yeah, he, 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 he was just like, hey, if you see a kid with a mask on in public, just slap that mask off their face. Yeah, rip the mask off their face. If their parents try to get in your way, uh, tell them you're going to call child services on them for abuse. Yeah, just literally, not only, not just having his army of flying monkeys harassing people because that's how Fox operates. They're just absolutely just all about being the shittiest human beings possible. And is there any creature on the planet more hypocritical than the American conservative? No, there absolutely isn't. I mean, yeah. Good Lord. The the people, the people who were like, Hey, uh, Scalia died and the American people have a right to vote and decide to decide what president will replace them on the Supreme court who were like, Ginsburg's dead. Fuck it. Ram a justice in there now. Boom. Yeah. Victory. These people have situational ethics of the highest order. Nothing is precedent. Nothing means anything to them. Yeah. (laughs) They, they certainly, in a in a shocking twist to the the QAnon fans, like the the people that are pilled that might be listening to the show, it turns out that the American conservative does not exactly behave in a way conducive to all the winning they're allegedly doing. In fact, in a lot of ways, they act like a cornered animal, uh, which is sort of the definition of losing. But what do I know? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the goalposts keep win- moving, so they must be winning. Yeah, that's how you win in QAnon. Every time you move the goalpost, you get five points. Yeah, that- but I mean, like, if you're if you're good at the game, the goalposts don't have to move. Like, if you're winning, you're already hitting the goalpost. Ask Tom Brady. He can throw a football so perfectly it lands back in the football machine, which throws it back to him. <laughs> that was awesome. Because- how, 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 how inflated is that ball, though? Incredibly. I that, well, I mean, like... Anyone watching that who had two eyeballs attached to their fucking brain would know that that is not real. But it still somehow made headline news and like a bunch of fucking news outlets reporting like Tom Brady video faked. And it's just like, yeah, man. Do people get snookered by that? That was oh, the 
tons, most... tons of people thought that they were posting that to try to show that like that Tom Brady was really doing that and not just like it's like a goofy like hype reel. I don't know. You missed last week when we got to talk about uh, old Tommy Boy dunking on Trump. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was fun. Uh, and, and what was uh, it, it's just it, it is just really uh, it just goes to show that you can peddle any kind of disinformation that exists. This obviously fake video. People were just like, I don't know if it's fake or not. Hey, it's possible. And it's like you do understand that those the, those machines, like the 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 wheels on that throwing machine, are like spinning outwards. So the ball would like deflect off yeah. wildly. Yeah. It would not suck the ball in and then, and then eject it out. Hey, the, whoever made that video is just looking for a job. Like the guy who got hired by Disney because his YouTube video was better than their actual episode. <laughs> I, I think that the guy who made that video already has a job uh, by way of Tom Brady's uh, incredible agent like, PR man, team. Yeah, <laughs> after, after fucking peeling off of the Pats and then winning that uh, winning that Super Bowl for the Bucks, like the the people who managed Tom Brady were just like, we're gonna get you on social media and we're gonna let you actually like talk like a regular human for a while. And it turns yeah. out that when you're the best ever and you talk like a regular human, you come off as sort of like cocky, but you can back it up. So yeah. In for it. <laughs> When you when your hand is so laden with rings, it just exhausts you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back, back to, uh, meanwhile, coming out of football corner. <laughs> sp- sp- speaking of rich white men, back to Tucker Carlson. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love. First of all, uh, not all heroes wear capes, and congratulations for this guy for seeing Tucker Carlson in the wild, just being like, "Hey, I just want to take this opportunity to say that I am uh, a huge anti fan of yours. I think that everything yeah. you did, you, you suck." Um, everything about you is the worst. So I just want to say that it's like you know, uh, g- getting out there and making it known to Tucker Carlson that uh, a lot of people hate his stupid guts, including some white men, uh, is good for the country because it did like you know it didn't overstep the line, it didn't come to blows or anything. The guy just like went up to Tucker Carlson, was just like, "Hey, you suck. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> you suck a lot." Yeah, I would um, love to do that. G- given the opportunity, I would love to go up to Tucker Carlson and just be like, "You suck." <laughs> but further speaking of rich white men uh what's what's old my pillow mike lindell up to uh oh our boy mike lindell is uh giving fox news money to own fox news which is literally something QAnon has been talking about this week mike lindell is angry that fox news isn't promoting his symposium that's going to reveal the election fraud uh, I believe August August 10th through the 12th or whatever it is. I, I have no idea how long this convention is going to go for. Uh, why he doesn't just reveal this information right now and save America. Why we have to wait another couple of weeks for the big payoff. Uh, but his big convention, which is going to be held in South Dakota, because of course it's going to be held in South Dakota. I guess all the good uh, places, public sp- uh, places in Florida were booked up for the week. So he had to go to South right. Dakota for this stuff. Yeah, but, South um, Dakota is like... The opposite of mask mandates and stuff. They actually have like a coughing mandate where an old person who's just got an absolutely brutal cough just like hacks on you when you get out of the one airport that exists in South Dakota. Just Just, you describing that makes me feel uncomfortable. Just like, God, just grosses me out. Yeah. So, so I mean, like, both Dakotas are completely worthless. And (laughs) man, if we ever get to the point where we finally start giving land back to the natives. Let's start with the Dakotas. They're fucking worthless. 
Yeah. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you're from Dakota, I'm sorry, but also not sorry because your state is worthless. Yeah. Give give the Dakotas back to the Native Americans that we stole it from. And uh, also, while we're at it, uh, like, I don't know, make them one state so they lose two of their senators. Because that was literally a power move that was done back in the day when people were like, when people were like, hey, admitting new states to the union gives you gives your party more senators. Let's make Dakota two states. Boom, double senator. So, I mean, anytime anyone talks about shameless power grabs or trying to tilt the power, balance of power in the Senate, that's all the Senate ever was. Like, literally, after after Andrew Jackson got out of power and we had, like, slave states and free states and admitting states to the Union, everyone was just trying to fucking hornswoggle that shit. Everyone was just trying to get their guy in over the top and just put in more of their people. So Is, is hornswoggle the name of the, the symposium Mike Lindell is hosting? Oh, the Mike, the Mike Lindell flim flam, the Mike Lindell's three cod Monty swindle. Oh my God. I saw that he was tripling down on August 13th, that Biden's going to resign on August 13th, which is not a thing presidents do. Uh, yeah. And if Biden resigned on the 13th and Kamala Harris is the president. So what the fucking point is that? And then if she resigns because of the corruption, Pelosi's president. So what does that matter? I mean, it's just like this whole thing. You, the other side doesn't get to win. That's how this works. The chain of succession right now, because the Democrats control the house, there's no pressure point where and they control the Senate. There's no pressure point where the Republicans ever get a guy in because uh, the the fourth person in line of succession is like President Pro Tem, and I believe that's like Patrick Leahy because he's like a, because like Pro Tem is literally the most uh, the, the senator with most tenure of the majority party, and Leahy's been like around since like the formation of the union. I basically. I, he he, he he accepted Cornwallis's sword at Yorktown. He fought I mean, against the founding of the the splitting of the Dakotas. Right, exactly. Yeah, he he was a no vote on the Dakotas being made in the two states. So I mean, it's like um, hashtag it, less Dakota. Yeah, <laughs> let's get a trending, folks. Yeah, not my Dakota. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> make it make your voice known. Hashtag one Dakota. Yes, there we go. We, hey. we don't even want Dakota fanning. No, but, like, yeah, sorry, sorry, Dakota, you're out. We, we, you know, unify the Dakotas and then either elevate DC or Puerto Rico to state status to keep it at 50 so we don't have to redo the flag. Right. What if we unify the Dakotas, the Carolinas, and the Virginias? Well, then we'd have to elevate DC, Puerto Rico, and I don't know, Canada to states. I, all, all things that should happen. Uh yeah, let, let, let's just let's just annex Canada and make it four, thirty new states and and gerrymander the shit out of those states so they're all liberal. So I mean, like uh, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be great. Welcome to North Massachusetts, aka yeah. for, formerly Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, oh yeah, by the way, Mike Lindell also offered like a like I think it was like either a million or like three million or ten million, whatever. It was like X number of millions of dollars. If you can uh, defeat his evidence of the voter fraud, of course, I, I, although I think that that offers only to people he invites to the symposium directly. So so uh, he he has a bounty out in a fight where only people he invites get to fight because yes. I could I could do that same thing right now. Yeah. Right. And also, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume that the, the people judging that fight 
also paid for by Mike Lindell. Right. So it'd be it'd be like that. Uh, it'd be like that that poor guy in China who just keeps fucking up Tai Chi masters. But but no, no matter how often he beats them in fights on public television, the CC uh, CP or whatever just fucking is just like and Tai Chi wins martial art of China. It's just like, <laughs> that, like that guy's head has been caved in. What are you talking about? That's impossible. Oh, he, he obviously for lost. Sure. <laughs> and they're just like, no, Winnie the Pooh has decreed it. He is the victor. Tai Chi forever. <laughs> Man. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing that I really wonder about this is that, uh, I, I I mean, on the one hand, I know that you're going to move the goalposts. On, on, on the one hand, I know nothing ever matters to these people. But August is going to be so much sadness for QAnon because uh, Cyber Ninjas is going to release their report, whatever the fuck it is. And sure they are. And they're yeah, well, that's the allegation. But I mean, I think the the majority of the report is going to be like, hey, the the state wouldn't give us their routers, so we couldn't. We we know there was fraud, but we without like further evidence, we're not going to be able to nail anybody. So we're just going to kind of have to leave it be because boo the state and Lindell's dumb symposium is going to crash and burn so fucking hard. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be unbelievable. So every every time I bring this up to my partner, I tell her about whatever we're going to be talking about or what's going on. And I talk, I was telling her about Mike Lindell and I'm like, well, apparently our president's going to resign on the 13th. And she goes, why, why would he resign? What makes this guy think he could get the president to resign and i was like that is a fantastic question that he has yet to answer oh the the american people are just gonna rise up mike lindell's Mm -hmm. evidence is gonna be so overwhelming so supreme that like all of us are gonna stage a general strike like starting on the 13th like the american economy will just stop because no one will leave their houses we're gonna walk out like the blizzard employees yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna bolt. We're just gonna be like this. Is, we're gonna be like fuck Biden, fuck this shit. We're done. We're done. Trump's the real president. Everyone knows it. We're all gonna get pilled so hard. So like that podcast, the Wednesday after the Lindell Symposium, is gonna be lit as fuck because we're just gonna be QAnon supporters at that point. The evidence is gonna be that overwhelming. I'm sure of it. So um, a- absolute, absolute, everyone zero. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute, absolute, one hundred percent to zero. Just everyone votes Trump. Just the, way the full shutout. So yeah. when the American people rise up uh, this time, do we think it's going to go better than it did on January sixth? Uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, but if it and if it does, if it does or doesn't, we're still going to have the January sixth hearings. Where uh, right now, uh, QAnon is doing uh, what we call in the headlines the thin blue wine because. <laughs> These children, these absolute babies, like this whole thing about back the blues, like uh, blue lives matter. Our police are like what keeps America from falling into chaos and anarchy. Uh, These cops who were assaulted and attacked on January 6th by Trump supporters. That's it, period. That's who did this. Not Antifa, not the FBI. You clowns waving your Trump flags and your Confederate flags were the ones who did this. Uh, These police uh, started, we we opened up the hearings about what happened on that fateful day. And these cops testified before Congress about what happened. And some of them got pretty emotional about the fact that they were getting the shit beat out of them. And they thought that they could possibly be killed as a result of being attacked by a lunatic mob, uh, many of whom were armed. uh, But thankfully, didn't. they they were just tourists. They were just tourists. They're sightseeing. 
yeah. pe- peaceful okay. tourists, peaceful, cheerful, uh, happy tourists who were just uh, caught up in the rush of FBI agents and Antifa knocking down the hall, the doors and windows of Congress. And that's what just and they just happened to wander in for a stroll. They yeah, I, know, I know the, 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 the last time I went to the Louvre, I made sure to bring my bear mace. Because you know, that's <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. I the last like, time <laughs> when I went with you, I also beat a security guard to death with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Which again, that didn't happen. There was no police officers that were killed with fire extinguishers. They were, they were merely hit with the fire extinguishers, and the officer who died was maced, but the mace absolutely didn't kill him. Shut up about all of that. I you, mean, no, I'm way better than them. I actually beat the guy to death with the fire oh, extinguisher. Oh, okay. That's this is fair. me. Yeah, it's, this, this is like the this is like the OJ if I did it thing. It's just like, right. oh, if I hit a cop with a fire extinguisher while going to the loop, he is not getting that cop is up. dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll give I'll give him the security shot if I have to. I'll make sure. <laughs> yeah, take care of that's that. my that's my John Wick audition tape. Is me just swinging two fire extinguishers around, just beating <laughs> just cops a, like, and... like on, on a trading course like that uh, like that viral video of Keanu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but but you're just like you're you're just like running from post to post like it's American Gladiators and each post is just a different size fire extinguisher, fucking up at people, <laughs> just like <laughs> whipping them. It, it, it looks like we just uh, it looks like we just invented a new mystery men character. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually so uh, accurate with a fire extinguisher, I can throw it back into the fire extinguisher launchers if those were a thing. <laughs> Oh man, Sarge bringing the witty references. This <laughs> callbacks. The, the, the game that your game has been upped. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the cops were very emotional about their testimony. Uh, we had a couple representatives that also got very emotional about the fact that they were unarmed civilians that were in a building that was being overrun by an angry murderous mob. According to every headline I have, or every article on this, I have managed to see over the past few days. Uh, like one guy went so far as to bang the table. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, imagine having an emotional response to the fact that your coworkers, literally your fucking coworkers, and also the president of the United States ordered a mob into the building that you were working in to kill you. And like, that's it. That that is exactly what happened. These people were chanting, hang Mike Pence. Yeah. And all, all reports was Trump was giddy. During this whole thing. Oh, yeah. But- Trump Trump was like, holy shit, it's going to work. I'm going to be installed as president for forever. I mean, like, this was... It's happening. It's happening. I did it. I, I found the cheat code that allows me to remain president even after I've lost the election. Holy smokes. Um, my So we had a bunch of absolute, like, shitheads. I mean, Tucker Carlson even came out with a whole, like, these mamby-pamby wimp cops, boo. I mean, uh, it's just, it, it's, it just goes to show these people do not care about anybody unless that person does something that they are in favor of. So, like, like, if, like if, the, if the cop who had murdered George Floyd, had been somehow acquitted, and was then a, was then a police officer on the 1-6 riots. They'd have been like, oh, that guy's a piece of shit. Fuck him. I mean, there's no loyalty. Like, everything you oh, do... Yeah. Everything you do is transactional. You do a good thing, great. You get a rub on the head, and now don't fuck up the next thing because you have to stay a racist, murderous piece of shit that backs the QAnon far-right agenda 
or you're a bad guy, period. Yeah, any of these chuds that fly one of those like Blue Lives Matter flags or whatever, they only care about police insofar as they enjoy when police are killing unarmed black people. Full stop. That's all they care about. The only reason they're out there banging the drum to support police officers is because all of a sudden police officers were coming under scrutiny for, you know, murdering innocent black people. And it, it like whites were all of a sudden just like, oh, my stars are garters. Suddenly it's wrong to murder a black. We stand by our police. And it's just like, OK, well, how about you stand by the police while the police stand in front of this angry white mob? literally marching in insurrection against our government they're just like oh no those cops are assholes fuck those guys hit them with fire extinguishers <laughs> spray them with bear mace hit them with flagpoles do everything you can to them if you uh, can grab their their service revolver and shoot them with it or whatever you know what yeah, i mean it's like right uh break down the window uh that was leading to like the literal last line of defense that these cops had before they got into the actual halls of congress and started killing people and when a woman tries to jump through that window to open the doors to let the mob in and the cops kill that woman dox that police officer do everything in your power to try to destroy that man for what is the most justifiable shoot in the history of the universe yeah Yeah, if you shoot like a like an actual lily white woman who is actually in the middle of rebelling against the country uh QAnon will uh come after you hard but if you're a police officer that happens to shoot a 14-year-old black kid in the back like eight times because he had a gun, which he did not, uh, then, you know, QAnon fucking loves you because w- one less black kid, am I right? High five. <laughs> I mean, it is still staggering that not more people were shot during this. It's because, because the crowd was all white. But yes, I absolutely agree. I, the, the, it's like there was a police res- there was a police presence there. Those officers had firearms. They were being actively attacked and assaulted by a throng of insurrectionists, and only one person was shot to death. And it's just like, that is less people than are shot to death in any, like, you know, uh, like, minority-majority city in the country. Like, yeah, every that's day. What, that's <laughs> less people shot to death anytime there's a school shooting, anytime there's any sort of mass shooting anywhere in America. Or just like a, a routine traffic stop at any place where the person behind the wheel happens to not be Caucasian. It's fucking <laughs> insane. It's insane to me how holstered the guns were. Like, w- when the insurrectionists started smashing through the windows of the Capitol building, I believe that that is probably the time where I would expect most police officers to draw and maybe discharge some of their firearms. But what do I know? <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> and, and, and if that is not enough, then certainly... None of the other situations in which these black folks are getting gunned down is enough. Like you can't have it both ways. Like the two time, the two things that always make my head hurt the most are uh, John Crawford and Tamir Rice in Ohio, which is an open carry state. And it's like, if you're a white person with an AR 15 in a Walmart, a cop is going to walk up to you and be like, hey, you got a license for that? And if you're like a dumb sovereign citizen, you get into a dumb argument with them. And if you're a quote-unquote responsible gun owner, you show them your license or whatever. But these two these two people who are black, cops killed them on sight, literally on sight. And it was just like, they had a gun. And it's like, how like did the dumb rules of your dumb state state that you're allowed to open carry. But now if a cop sees you and someone called 911, cause you might have a gun. Now I have a right to kill you. 
the Second Amendment is whites only. That is an obvious statement. Oh, yeah, it's the same. That's the case for so many laws. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like that John Mulaney bit where he's talking about white people cheering how marijuana became legal in a bunch of states, and he's like, "It's always been legal for you." Yeah, yeah. calm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just like that that the system that we have set up where it's just like. Uh, black people are under this like horrifying scrutiny. Like, they, I just love that the whole thing where it's like, just obey the officer, just follow orders. Nothing will happen. Comply. And uh, I think there were many officers telling Ashley Babbitt to uh, not do not jump through this window. It's like, stay back. Do not climb. Oh, she disobeyed the police's orders when they had a guns drawn on her and then they shot her. And now that's bad that they did that. I, I thought it, I, I thought noncompliance warranted death. It does whenever like a black person moves in a way that slightly agitates the trigger twitchy cop that's near them. I mean, you got to be kidding me with this stuff. Yeah, well, you're only supposed to kill someone if you think your life is in danger. And how could you possibly assume your life is in danger where you're in the middle of a riot of several hundred white people, many of whom are armed and like wearing fucking digital camouflage? Who, who are you to say that your life is in danger in that situation? <laughs> They're only literally smashing through the infrastructure of the building to get at you. <laughs> that's all that's all they're doing There's yeah. no anyway so, so to circle back around to it like th- these police officers that were like you know heroically doing their job on january 6th you, you would think under normal circumstances would be the perfect poster boys for QAnon and conservative americans like love of the police but because their opposition in this particular instance was white people uh, all, all QAnon can do is trip all over themselves talking about how uh, effeminate they are and how they're pussies and how like a real Chinese soldier wouldn't feel this way and yada yada like oh you have PTSD after almost being killed in the Capitol riots <laughs> pussy go, go home and manage your period maybe eat a ham sandwich for some iron <laughs> it's, so, it's so ridiculous this like this I yeah this idea that uh, the police—I love the idea that the police were supposed to be soulless killing machines. If these police didn't have feelings, if they weren't emotional, if they were the monsters you like want them to be, they probably would have killed dozens of protesters. The 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 capital probably would have been a raging firefight. But because these police actually showed restraint, they didn't go to lethal force until it was absolutely necessary. And after the fact, they were like, holy shit, that was terrifying. And it was a really bad time. Now you're going to mock them and belittle them because your orange god didn't get to remain president after he lost the fucking election. I mean, allegedly. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, one of, the, one of these days now we're going to get the golden server back from Germany and we're going to find out Trump won California. That was one of the greatest things Mike Lindell has said in these various, uh, I don't know what you'd even call them, like interviews or like WWE promos or whatever, <laughs> where like someone like said to him, did Trump win California? And he, and, and he literally he decided to create a reality to explain how it works. And he's like, Hey, look, just with the stuff I have, he didn't win California. But if you factor in all the illegal voting and the dead people voting and like the, the double ballots and the, and the stuff that I don't have just from my data packets. Yeah. Trump won California. It <laughs> he was loves close. data packets. It data was captures. 
It was close, but he got it. I love that in the QAnon mythos, California is a swing state. It's like really close. Like if you counted California, <laughs> if, if you counted California clean, it was like fifty one point fifty one forty nine Trump. And like, yeah, it, t- it turns out that Latinos love Trump. Yes, no, it's, it's like an abusive relationship. No, no matter how much shit he talks about them, they just can't stay away. Yeah, they're just like they're just like you know this guy hates our guts, but we got to vote for him. Yeah. yeah, the Trump also loves the cabal. Apparently, uh, well, Trump Trump is exposing the cabal. Finally, we're finally getting to the the truth of the matter, which is uh, the fact that um, Trump. We're now calling that we're calling a spade a spade, as it were. We're now going to admit the truth about what's going on in our world. And uh, Trump had his latest uh, whiny rally in Arizona. Uh, where uh, various people who were not uh, totally uh, loyal to the audit and the other scams that are being committed there were booed off the stage. And then Trump came on and whined about routers because he doesn't understand what's going on. But the MyPillow guy told him about the routers. So he screamed about them. And at one point in this uh, speech, Trump said that Biden didn't campaign. The cabal campaigned for Biden. Because, um, again, oh, shit. The cabal. the cabal, the cabal. Yep, our boy, our boy Donnie is now just going whole hog with this shit and being like, you know what? The cabal, the cabal is a real thing. They exist, and they were working against me by uh, hiding Sleepy Joe in his basement, and they did all the heavy lifting to get him into the White House, which was uh, so unfair. Because I went out and did all kinds of great rallies and promoted myself right before the election. And uh, ask Herman Cain how good that was for everybody. So, I mean, it's just, it is really uh, striking to me that we have this situation where the most conspiratorial-minded president in the history of the world, this absolutely, totally untethered from reality nut, is becoming more and more QAnon adjacent as he gets connected to Sidney Powell, Mike Lindell, Lynn Wood, and other people who are just open QAnon supporters. So you're going to get to this point where uh, I don't know like when it kind of the rubber meets the road on this, be it 2022 or what, or what, when will you 2024, but someone's going to have to make a decision. Do we just, do this? Do we just go full QAnon? Are we just, is the party that far fucking gone that we no longer have any, uh, anything to do with reality? We have nothing to do with it. We're just now a completely nutty, stupid bunch of lunatics. And I just, I, I really wonder how many people in the Republican Party are going to be cool with this. Do, the, do they think they can win elections this way? Do they think they can win the White House? More than we want. Well, I think more more than we want on like a like a local politics level, but when it comes to like big boy elections, like the presidency and stuff, I certainly don't think they can because I don't I don't think that every Republican is going to sign up for the like Hillary Clinton carves the faces off of children and drinks their blood party. So God, I, I hope that Trump goes full Q and it splits the conservatives. That would be awesome. It would be so good. <laughs> I mean, it already kind of has with the people that that were just like, I didn't vote because the election was rigged and Trump told me not to do mail-in voting. Oh, that was like the greatest thing in the world. It's like literally that election was decided by Trump being an idiot and being like, don't use these methods of voting that are safe and will keep you from getting COVID. 
And in Arizona, by the way, fuck John McCain. I hate that guy. I mean, it's just the weirdest things. Like the he, like it was just at every step of the way, Trump was working like really having really trying to alienate as many people as possible and drive them away from the polls. And then when they're like, hey, now we're getting another batch of uh, mail-in votes from uh, Pennsylvania. And guess what? It's 80-20 Biden again. It's so weird how all these yeah. mail-in votes are Biden. When he was the candidate being like, hey, stay home, stay safe. Vote by mail. Vote from your home. And Trump was like, vote, vote by mail. It's bullshit. I mean, it's just, oh my God. I still love when Trump was like, last night I was leading. And then they counted more votes. And then my lead was gone. And it's like. Yeah, man, that's what happens. <laughs> I, I love that of the two political parties in the U.S. government right now, the, the like both of them have like cracks forming that are sort of like splitting them up. And on the like, you know, liberal side, that crack is like, hey, man, maybe we should like defund the police and invest those resources to more specific, you know, types of people with training for different situation so it's not just always a guy with a gun showing up and on the conservative side of things it's uh there's a cabal of pedophiles harvesting adrenochrome from the blood of children to uh take over the world and it's just like wow like conservatives are just off of their fucking rockers it's so wild yeah yeah it's like uh on one side, we have police reform and uh, actually tackling the challenge of climate change and finding a way to get more healthcare access to more people in America. Like, actual shit you could talk about and discuss. It's a policy debate. It's a real thing. Like, this whole concept of politics is based around that. And then on the other side, you have just absolute clown shit. You have just... It, are these fantasies a real thing? Are we living in an alternate nightmare world where are the people we don't like, the Democrats, are actually supervillains from movies? They're actually the monsters from Monsters Inc. Yeah, it's like, hey, hey, Billy Liberal, what's your what's your most out there political idea? It's just like, <laughs> I think carbon emissions are bad. It's like, ooh, that's rough. How about you, Jimmy Conservative? What's your craziest uh, idea? I think cheese pizza is covert for sex with children. Oh, okay. <laughs> not not even really a political thing, but okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. If there were rails, they went they they never even saw them. They Yeah. I mean like if if I were if you were if someone was like, Hey Mike Reigns, run is the like most hardcore, like flaming liberal that you possibly could be and like still like the views you're expressing are still views that you actually personally hold and like try to win an office somewhere, try to like win dog catcher or whatever. I'd be like, Hey, uh, like, uh, license and legalize sex work, uh, decriminalize all drugs. Like I would have like all these like crazy, like far left beliefs that I would like put out there, but it would be stuff that I could actually like have a debate with someone at a town hall when someone could be like, Hey, my grains, I think like in making heroin legal is like a bridge too far. Like that shit's like bad for you. And it could it'll absolutely kill you. And I could be like, yeah, but has he legalizing it really like stopped anyone from getting it? Like what's the give and take here is like taxing and regulating heroin. So you get it like as a not, like, we're talking cut with bad stuff that kills you right away. Like, 
we could have a discussion. We could have a conversation. And I've been run out of the room in more than a bunch of public chats where I've like stated things like that, where I've actually been the bad guy for being like too extreme on issues. But well, I, I think there's a difference. Also, you said decriminalize, not legalize. And I think that's an important difference. Oh, yeah. There's all, I mean, there's all kinds of different ways you can go on these issues. And you can discuss the issue. I can't discuss talking about like the fact that 900,000 children go missing in America every year because they're put being put into the adrenochrome plants. I mean, there's no give or take on that issue. Like the, the my response is no, there aren't. There are not 900,000 children going missing every year in America because that's fucking impossible. And then your response is I don't live in your reality. And then it's like, okay, great. Now, now we're here. Now we're in just nonsense land where I live in the real world where children are being swooped up off the street every 30 seconds. And you live in a world where that's a thing that actually could happen. I mean, it's just, I mean, I, yeah, I know. But Mike, I, where, where do you stand on the idea that Disneyland is just a machine that trains suit actors to put their fingers in babies' buttholes? Uh, that's absolutely true. Bam. 100%. <laughs> there's no totally no, pilled mike raids vote mike i know uh, every, every morning i look out the window and i see the, the kids heading to the the bus stop and one just gets snatched just yeah. like a drive by like a Yep. Or maybe it's a big trained bird. I didn't think this bit all the way through. Maybe there's just a big train trained pedophile snatching bird. No way. It's just a, it's like a it's a big shiny vintage Cadillac with some like rich silk suit where boss hog motherfucker pulls up. He's just like I want that one, and then just snatches him up. And it's just like wow, that guy seems awful southern for a lib. And it's just like hey man, quit being you know racist or whatever yeah hey once you get a taste of that adrenochrome it makes you a lib i mean once you find out how good it is on the liberal side it doesn't matter if you're a folksy southern lawyer who happens you 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 develop an affinity for the blood of children and then you become a liberal in order to foster that yeah some people get pilled and other people get chromed exactly exactly witness me Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mediocre. <laughs> <laughs>
speaking of uh speaking of face coverings i hear that uh <laughs> i hear that the COVID's starting to get real bad again so joe biden might be uh enacting federal vaccine mandate everyone gets 5g yes so uh uh coming thursday uh it appears that the biden administration is going to be announcing that uh you, if you're if you're an employee of the federal government, you have to be vaccinated, or you have to like, provide like evidence of a recent negative test, which that's a violation of my HIPAA rights. <laughs> yeah, because and make sure that when you say that or type it out, you spell HIPAA with two P's. That way, we know you're a moron. So, um, the best part about all of this is just I, the idea of having to go through that bullshit of getting tested constantly. Like I got tested. Uh, I've been tested twice for COVID. Once was a nasal swab and that thing fucking sucked. Yeah. And uh, the second time I, w- I was tested was a blood test. And uh, they did not have the collecting uh, tube where they're like, they're supposed to like prick your finger, then use the collecting tube to, dra- to take the blood to get the adrenochrome, uh, to take the blood and then put it on the little area where they test you for the COVID. And as a result of not having that little tube, I ended up getting my finger stabbed like six different times. I like bled like a stuck pig. Um, I like I th- I posted in various group chats of mine the like rapid COVID test that I had that basically looked like a snuff film with all this blood on it. And it's just like if I had to go through that shit every week, no, fuck that. I'll just get the goddamn vaccine. Fuck this shit. I mean, whatever. I mean, this is what is going to happen. Uh, we as uh, tolerant, friendly, benevolent American governments, we've given people every carrot we possibly could. We told them you can have your 4th of July cookout if you get vaccinated. You won't have to wear the masks if you get vaccinated. We'll put you in a lottery for a million dollars if you get vaccinated. We will do fucking anything we can for you. Now you're not doing it. Guess what? It's time for some sticks. You, the carrots aren't working. Now we're going to the stick. So I mean, it's it's time for the it's time for uh, these uh, whiny miserable. <laughs> you would think death would be enough of a stick. You yeah, you would think you would think dying would be enough. But again, the, these people like they don't think they're going to die, and if they don't die, they're still miserable. Like that guy on CNN who was just like, "Yeah, I got COVID." Still ain't getting the vaccine because you want yeah. me to. So fuck you. And it's like, yeah, oh I don't God. like it when they shove it down my throat. And it's like, you are, you could die. What do you mean? Yeah. We're, the, 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 we're, at some point, we're going to, we're going to shove a ventilator tube down your throat involuntarily because you're going to be unconscious and we're, you're going to need it to try to keep your lungs working. And it probably won't work because when you go on a ventilator, you're in real fucking bad shape. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, just that, just that, this this uh, resistance to everything, this this oppositional defiance disorder that you're supposed to grow out of as a teenager, and you're supposed to become a like representative adult and part of society. The fact that like so much of America won't do that, it's like, well, guess what? Now we're going to have mandates. Now we're going to have um, the 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 the, uh, the DOJ came down and said that yes, private businesses can mandate that you take the vaccine. That is something that we see as a legal, legally acceptable position. So the the sticks are coming. At some point, insurance agencies are going to be like, by the way, you have to tell us if you're vaccinated or not. And if you're not vaccinated, guess what? Your premiums go up a fucking mile. 
I mean, that's just the way this is going to work. It, it is going to have to get to a point where it is really uncomfortable to not get the shot because otherwise this isn't going to end for a long time. And as terrifying, as bad as the Delta variant is, it's only going to get worse. The virus is only going to get better at its job as time goes on. I mean, aren't we in like the third wave at this point? Yeah, and, and it's only not as bad as it is because it's the summer and everyone's outdoors and COVID's harder to, to transmit outdoors. Once we get into the fall and a nice winter and everyone's tucked inside all shoulder to shoulder, it's going to be, it's, it's gonna be it's, it's, we're going to have COVID for Christmas and it's going to be great. I mean, like, yeah, not me. My yeah. 5G is fucking incredible. Yeah, I'm going to be going to Yankee swaps and everything. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah uh, we're, we're going to get the Omega variant for Christmas, and it's going to be even better. I mean, it's going to be incredible. I mean, it's just, it's so wild that this is where we are, and that thanks to the, the American system of government and federalism, we're just going to have states run by absolute science-denying wackadoodles that are going to fight this to the bitter end, and uh, like Florida and the Dakotas and all these other states that we've been talking about, they're literally going to have to have like vaccine policies instituted by big box stores like Walmart, Best Buy, Target. These these companies are going to have to say, hey, you got to get vaccinated to work for us. And then DeSantis and other shitbags trying to like placate their public. Like, that's my my, my patron has a state law saying businesses can't do that. They're going to come up with regulations for businesses to allow their their workers to kill their customers and each other. I mean, got it. This is what we're coming to. Like this, yeah. Like, I mean, and, and that's a slippery slope, right? Because at some point, uh, isn't my ability to drop my entire ball sack into somebody's frosty uh, a constitutional right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, the it's like, hey, hey, DeSantis, how how many pubes am I allowed to sprinkle on that chili cheese dog before I serve it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How how many public health crises am I allowed to to do? Only this one because it's politically expedient to you because you and the rest of the right wing in America have brain poisoned enough fucking people into not believing in COVID oh, for the, reasons. The mouse will come for him as it already did. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, the mouse. The, oh, again, I will be the happiest clam in the sea when fucking uh, the Rock declares his candidacy for gov- for governor of Florida, and uh, we know that uh, literally he's still just the Disney puppet that's just going to yeah, get. Well, yeah, I was about to say we we all, we all know that the like if it ever comes to it, the real the real governor of uh, Florida is Michael Mouse. Yeah. And- <laughs> As, as soon as things get too bad for business, Michael Mouse will just be like, ha ha, fuck off. And it's just like, okay, that's, the, that's that. It, like, at some point, fucking Kevin Feige is going to be like, oh, yeah, and by the way, if you don't shape up, we're just going to pull this fucking operation right out of Florida and drop it into one of the Dakotas or whatever. They'll be like, oh, damn it. I mean, uh, uh, we, lo- we love masks and the vaccine. Can't get enough of it. <laughs> yes, the older brother of Charles Entertainment Cheese will put his foot down and, uh, he wields he wields a considerable amount of authority in that state. Yes. Yeah. You you don't you don't want to fuck with Michael Mouse. No. Nope. He, he he will come for you. Yeah. That that was the one thing that really like I, I found was really interesting was that there was a bunch of uh, QAnon stuff at, during the whole Epstein uh, spike in interest 
where they started making comments about Epstein being tied to Disney and Disney being tied to child trafficking. And I was just like, oh, man, that is one cage you don't want to ruffle. If you people start getting out there. They're they're very litigious. Right. I mean, if QAnon starts going out there saying Disney's a bunch of pedophiles. That you do not want to stir that beast to life. You don't want to wake that dragon up. That that goes really badly for you. I remember, like, I don't know, I don't know why he did it, but there was this moment where QAnon was going at Scientology, and like Joe M, like the big QAnon promoter back in the day, he had a bunch of anti-Scientology tweets up, and then someone was like, "Hey, Mike Rains, like, remember that like beef that QAnon had with Scientology?" And I was like, "I remember it." And I, and I was like, went to go find those tweets from Joe M and he deleted all of them. And I was just like, did Scientology get to Joe M? Like what the fuck happened there? Oh yeah. Tom Cruise got on his footstool and like kicked him in the face. Yeah. I think it's probably more likely that some like clammy pale skinned person dropped a manila envelope onto his doorstep. And when he opened it up, it was pictures of him kissing his secret boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. And he was just like, just kidding. I love Xenu. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Can't get enough of that sweet, sweet Xenu. My oh, Thetan yeah. levels are off the charts. Oh, you have no idea how high, what level Thetan I am. Oh, my God. I'm so Thetan, it hurts. He's, yeah, he's so clear. Oh, the clearest of clears. Oh, man. I, like, I, like, uh, I, I need to make it known in a public fashion. I will go clear for pay. <laughs> Scientology, reach out. If you cut me a big enough check, I'll be clear as fuck. I'll be window pane. <laughs> Damn right. So uh, you know that we're, when we get into Scientology, we've probably covered all the news for the week. So it's time to dip into ye old mailbag. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q&A. So uh, Chairman Walkman, who our uh, Grand Inquisitor, uh, asks, uh, who would be on your dream team if you were planning the committee responsible for the America's new national anthem? Uh, the Weekend. <laughs> the weekend yeah <laughs> really your dream team your, your dream i don't team. know do you want a real answer i gotta do some research do you want off the cuff funny answer you, you need to, you, well here's a here's an off the cuff funny answer for you that guitar playing guy with the flamethrower attached to it from mad max fury road i just don't think that's sustainable how like every I mean, he, he's, he's just there to help shred i mean it's not like he's performing the anthem at every single fucking event they're just there to write one right yeah yeah he, he, he just he <laughs> well, just have to get the whole rig to suspend him while he's writing no we yeah just... only while he's writing i mean they could they could sustain it for for movie filming i'm sure they could do it for a recording sesh yeah so I want I want that guy on the I want that guy on the fucking uh, uh, on the on the I want him shredding on his axe. So I think that's our guitar live for it because this is, it's America. Uh, our new anthem, of course, have to ha- has to have like a ripping guitar in it, right? I mean, th- like what what is more American than that? Yeah, I'm sure whoever designed the Coca Cola jingle because that's so- just what it's going to be. It's going to be they're going to sell the naming rights to the the new national anthem. It'll be the Coca Cola national anthem. I'm not trying to cover you too hard, but does Coca-Cola have a jingle? Uh, Yeah, surely. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't have have normal TV, so I don't get a lot of the normal commercials. That was an actual question for me, too. I was just like, holy shit. I I think they have, like, the only thing of jingle I can remember is, like, always Coca-Cola, but, like, that's, like, really antiquated. Like, Yeah, I mean, I I, I remember. I guess they brought back By the World of Coke. That's what I'm seeing. 
Oh, wow. (laughs) Can we not have that be our national anthem? I mean, if we're going to do that, why don't we just outsource it to the mouse and just have it be? No, no, I'm saying they're going to they're going to sell the naming rights. So it'll be there. If they sell the naming rights, it will be Coca-Cola presents America's new national anthem. So, I mean, it's not going to be the Coca-Cola anthem for America. Coca-Cola, please sponsor us. Yes. Coca-Cola presents the new national anthem sponsored by GoDaddy.com. Yes. Uh so the the real the question for me is is how many how many like singing vocalists do we have? I think it has to be between one and three. And what rapper comes in to drop the bars on the remix? Because Kanye, okay, so, obviously Kanye. So Kanye, so Kanye. Is, is there any more American success story than Kanye West, somebody who is suffering from like severe mental illness, currently locked in a stadium, living there like the Phantom of the fucking Opera? <laughs> Wait, yeah, I saw his room at a stadium. What the what the hell is going on? So he had like some big event because he was supposed to drop his new album. I think it's called Donda or whatever. And like, so he had this big event that was supposed to be like the album drop party, I think. And instead, he did not drop it. So he has like missed his deadline for actually releasing his contractually obligated new album. And then when the event was over, he just decided to stay in the stadium. Like, I have I've not looked into this. Uh, just full disclosure, this could all be wrong. But from what I have received through pop culture osmosis, currently Kanye West is sort of living in this stadium that was supposed to be the venue for his, like, album drop party or whatever. Yeah, I, 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 I've seen people talking about Kanye being this very weird Phantom of the Opera-like, uh, like just living this crazy, weird life, which seems to be, like, just another day for him, as it were. Well, yeah, I mean, the problem with Kanye is that, like, so much of the stuff he does would be, like, incredible to just riff on endlessly, but, like, he has a diagnosed mental health disorder. Like, the guy is wildly bipolar, so it's it's hard to want to, like, go at him too hard, because I feel like... You, you, it's it's impossible to tell which stuff is just like creative wackiness and which stuff is like an actual mental breakdown on his part, you know? Yeah. So so we got Kanye on the lyric. We got the Kanye on the rap. So yeah, let, let, let's do this by committee. So we have Kanye doing a rap verse on it. I propose the guy from Mad Max Fury Road shredding his flaming guitar for the guitar solo or whatever. Yeah. yeah. We do. We need at least one female vocalist on this thing. Absolutely. Maybe a choir female vocalist. Yeah. Uh, so the, the thing is, is that if this is a cabal led, uh, operation, then we got to have Beyonce or Gaga as one of the lead vocalists because yeah. I mean, that's just the way that works. I think Beyonce uh, has probably had enough of Kanye West. So let's go with Gaga on this one. Yeah, that seems fair. That seems fair. Um, I mean, if, if they can pry her out, they could get Britney. I think Britney could do something, but, um, for true irony, for the new American and national anthem, I think we bring back the Spice Girls. Uh, that would be. Uh, are we are we giving ourselves back to Britain at this point? Is the new American anthem just admitting that we fucked this up and we now pledge fealty to the crown? I I think it would be truly amazing if the new American national anthem was made by all non-American artists. I think that is the way to go with this. Do we uh, do we know if all of the Spice Girls are still alive? And if so, do we know if all of the Spice Girls are not problematic in some way? <laughs> it seems like pretty likely that at least one of the Spice Girls is just like. And also, I think the Holocaust is fake. And you're just like, oh okay. 
<laughs> Scary one, spices one just totally pilled. Sarge, Sarge, please, if you're going to look things up, mute your microphone because you know, you know the the gunfire that goes off when you start typing. I know that that, that one was in, that one was intentional. Sarge, Sarge loves his chunky mechanical keyboard. He, if, if, if anything, he he wishes he could upgrade it to a typewriter. <laughs> God, if only, if only, if only we could get that. Kind of I don't know people. the names of any typewriter brands to really like bring the bit home. So, yeah. well, that's, that's, they, that's a failing on your part. Learn to typewriter. Failing scrub. on my part, not knowing yeah. typewriter brands. Yeah, yeah. you got you got to be up on everything when you when you're when you're a host on the Adventures in Hell World podcast. Yeah, having seen one in my yeah, life. What, 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 what sort of, what sort of hipster do you think you are? Yeah. Oh, God. A very bad one. <laughs> well, apparently so. I'm going to have to ask you to hang up your checkered shoes. Yeah. Um, I would... No more fixed gear bicycle for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so back to the back to the new national anthem. Uh, I feel like we should have uh, somebody do a, a like a rocking uh, saxophone solo on it. We need to we need to bring back saxophones. Remember, remember the saxophone? Nobody nobody rocks those anymore. I, I don't. I. I mean, I. I never forgot saxophones, but but no one rocks them anymore. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. That sounds good. I'm in for a saxophone riff in the middle. Yeah. And if we're allowed, if we're allowed to have non-Americans on the track, then uh, I want do a Lipa to do something because uh, levitating is a bop. I, so, I insist. I insist. So, yeah. So uh, I, I feel like nothing is more American than outsourcing a lot of this stuff too. <laughs> Like, like do, do do any of us know any Indian musicians? Because uh, the most American thing I can think of is outsourcing our new national anthem to either India or China. Uh, and the best part about it, outsourcing it to China is that we could then have the Chinese military like be part of the performance, and they could have their men with their eight pack abs. Just uh, yeah, it, it'll, it'll be like a fucking Magic Mike sequel. It'll be crazy. <laughs> yes, Cr- crazy ripped Asians. Yeah, <laughs> I I tried to. I tried to Google largest Indian pop idol, and I just got clips from uh, Indian uh, instead of American Idol, Indian Idol. Yeah, and of so course. I, I've got nothing. They, no. Apparently, Indian Idol is real big in the in India, though. I can't. So, why, why don't we just make our new national anthem Tanuk Tanuk tune? Right. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was about to say, isn't the just biggest memes? Thing? It's just a, a new meme song every year. Yeah. It rotates. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, th- there we go. I-, yeah. I don't think that really qualifies as a full answer, but it certainly was a bunch of bullshit we said. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, and if any of our listeners want to uh, chime in on the on America's new national anthem, I am here for it. So, um, Klutz Zero asks, uh, how long before the Republican Party is completely purged of those not loyal to Trump? Mm. Uh, that the real question is for that is how long is Trump uh, viable to run for office in 2024? Because if he actually runs in 2024, the Republican Party will be absolutely uh, hell on earth. It will be the most it'll be the most insane party that has ever existed. Uh, it will make the know nothings and the other people that were like the anti messianic parties of the of the days uh, before before the Civil War look uh, quaint by comparison and. It's that, that, now, I, oh man! If he if he successfully runs again in twenty twenty four, like uh, it, it's going to be great because it's going to be you know Republicans out there stumping and doing everything they can to get their boy back in office, while liberals are just like desperately going on stages and just like, pointing <laughs> to the last four years that Trump was in office and just being like, "Come on, 
come on it's just like just appealing to people to just to just look at what fucking happened last time like again really right like that, that's the thing is that like when trump ran for president in 2016 there, he was an unknown. There was like this idea of like a possible thing, like, hey, maybe America could should be run by a businessman. Maybe he's got some like great ideas. Maybe like he'll shake things up and like upset the paradigm and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, oh no, we actually just got four years of incompetent white nationalism. So it's just, I just, I don't understand. It, it, before you knew what Hillary was, but Trump was this mystery box. It was literally the thing where America was playing let's make a deal. And Monty Hall was like, you could have this beautiful sofa set and new TV or what's behind this door. And America was like, door, door. And then it turned out what was behind the door was really fucking bad. So, I mean, I just. I, I don't even think it was a mystery door. That That metaphor falls apart. No, half of America, knew, more than half of America knew it was just like, it, it's not, it's a see-through door. And behind that door is is bees, I, just killer bees that I, are racist. Right. I'm just saying the, the people that found a way to vote for Trump because they didn't like Hillary and they just needed an excuse. Oh, yeah. They had, they had like a way to sell the lie to themselves. Oh, yeah. They, they just turned a, around and pretended. Right, right. They just had a way to spin it. But like, there's like, if you're voting for Trump in 2024, you know what you're fucking getting. Like, you know why you're doing it. And there's, you, you have no possible way to try to absolve yourself of it. You can't wash that blood off your hands and go, I didn't do it. I didn't know what was going to happen. Like, like I'm an innocent babe in the woods. Like you can't do that shit. Like this is on you. If, if you did it in 2020, you know what you were getting. And if you do it in 2024, you know what you're fucking getting. So fuck you, bub. And it's going to be like 2022 is going to be very interesting. Like how many people like, does Trump demand the Republican party like nationalize the election? Like Matt Gates came out was like, when we, when we take back the house, I'm voting Donald Trump for speaker. Like how many Republicans want to answer that question? How many Republicans actually want to be asked, Hey, bub, if Republicans win the house, are you going to vote for Trump to be speaker of the house? Like who wants to answer that? Like the answer is fucking nobody in the state that where it's going to be even remotely competitive. I mean, you don't want to be tarred with the uh, with like being like the Trump ass Where does Trump even hold residence? Could he primary Gates? That'd be hilarious. Uh, uh, yeah, I think you can kind of run in any district in the state you're in. Like that's like Marjorie Taylor Greene did that. She like so she didn't even live in the district she's a representative of. She just didn't uh, didn't Trump fuck off to New Jersey? Isn't that where he settled after uh, he fled Mar-a-Lago? He's probably. I mean, he's probably. He, who's in? He's in the wind. I mean, he's probably in Russia at this point, for all we know. But I mean, getting peed on. <laughs> but he. The idea, I mean, we've never done it, but the Constitution has no requirements for the Speaker of the House to be an actual elected a member of the House. So that'd be the funniest thing in the world if they actually did it, if they actually made Trump the Speaker. Because at that point, Trump wouldn't be able to help himself. He would literally be going around town saying, hey, if anything were to happen to Harris and Biden, guess who's president? Waka waka. You know those Second Amendment solutions to what ails our nation? And you would just literally have the entire Republican Party being, shut up, shut up. Stop talking about killing the president. And Trump would be like, why? You all suck my dick anyways. I can say anything I want. I'm the fucking man. I'm untouchable. Yeah, I said it. 
no one can stop me. I mean, it would just be the ultimate clown shit. It'd be so bad. For the, for those of you that had seventy five minutes on your uh, Mike Rain's Waka Waka pool, you you you're you're this week's big winner. <laughs> But but in the interest of fairness, I will I will uh, I will call myself out, and then I also caught myself earlier saying my patented catchphrase of "What are you talking about?" I was like, "Damn it, son of a bitch!" I almost made it all the way through without squeaking one of those in there. <laughs> Fucking shit. Oh. But I was in Guantanamo last week, so I definitely cleared the bar last week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You you, you got to reset. You got to reset. <laughs> oh man. Now, now that now that you've now that you've brought that to my attention, oh, that's gonna be in my head for the next episode. It's gonna be so bad. Oh, dog, that's exactly how I felt when uh, when one of my buddies was just like, "Oh, man, you like your catchphrase is definitely what are you talking about?" And I was like, "Fuck!" Like as soon as, as soon as they said it, I couldn't even challenge them on it because it was just like a it was like it was like my life flashing before my eyes. But just like every instance of me saying that on almost every podcast I've ever done, just being like, oh, like Johnny Mnemonic style, flooding into my brain. I was like, "Ah, oh, damn it." Yeah. yeah, so it's like seeing the FedEx arrow. It's never going to be out of your head. Yep. God. So, uh, Wine Cooler asks, uh, can you please do a segment on Dr. Shiva and his rise to fame over COVID disinformation and his own claims of voter fraud uh, and his attempt over the U.S. Senate in 2020? Uh, that guy is a local crank to me because I live in the beloved Commonwealth. And... Um, He's a hero because he's such a uh, absolute colossal piece of shit that his actual slogan for his Senate campaign against Elizabeth Warren was the uh, the only person who could defeat a fake Indian is a real Indian. And um, just, yeah, this this dude is rough. So he he won the Republican nomination one time and then uh, didn't win it the other time. He claimed a million ballots were destroyed due to election fraud. <laughs> to deny him that. So he ran as an independent and still garnered zero percent of the vote. Basically. Uh, he is, he's a guy that was a crank and then he just became he's a guy. No, he's a guy. I mean, he was, he was just kind of like a wacky dude whose claim to fame was that he would get angry at anyone who denied that he was the person who invented email. That was his big thing. If you like, look him up on Wikipedia or, or like Google, like who invented email? Like he comes up as being the person who claims to have invented it. And, and everyone's like, no, you didn't shut up. You're fucking lying. But uh, let, he, let it be known on this podcast that I too am claiming I invented email. It yeah. was me L all along. <laughs> I am. There's a reason email. why you can't spell email without L. Boom. Think about it. it. Yes. <laughs> look into it. So uh, do your own research. <laughs> <laughs> L's as good as this is Q is. That's what I'm learning here. So this guy has been a just he was kind of like a, just a harmless crank for the longest time, and then COVID hit, and then he then he got on Infowars, and he decided to just you know what I'm already seen as being kind of in the periphery and outside of the mainstream, and no one's really buying what I'm selling. So why not just go full Looney Tunes? Why not just go completely full-blown, pants-on-head crazy? And that's where he is now, as a COVID disinformation peddler and just spouting every crazy right-wing talking point you can imagine about anything. Voter fraud, um, 5G, all the rest of that stuff. And that's what really also interests me about, like, these 2022 primaries. Like, when Alan West loses the primary to Governor Abbott in Texas, like... 
what is he going to do? I mean, because on the one hand, you kind of have to have that we're the Republicans and we got to beat the Democrats in order to keep Bauer thing going. But on the other hand, you're Alan West. You're a crank. You're out of your mind. Uh, you don't have any actual like real world gravitas. Do you just like scream election fraud and then Abbott fucked you over and he's a part of the deep state? Do you stage a write-in campaign? I mean, it's going to be so weird watching these Republicans who are no longer uh, willing to uh, accept election results, losing in primaries. And now what does the establishment GOP do at that point? They're like, yo, buddy. It was a fair election. Like, we'll do anything to prove to you it was a fair election. And it's like, the only fair election is an election I win, motherfucker. So guess what? Alan West, write-in candidate. Enjoy losing, like, 3% of the vote. So if this election is close, welcome to Governor Beto or whoever runs for the Democrats. I mean, that's just the way it's going to be. I mean, you're going to be dealing with now an unsatisfiable right-wing splinter group that are totally pilled and totally mad. <laughs> Totally pill and totally mad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that book is about, but that is definitely the tagline for some dumb book. Oh, for yeah, sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so finally, uh, the our last actual live question is from Old Man McWatkins, uh, who actually lives in Brookline, I found out, because he got hit in the rainstorm that crushed me last night. That was uh, terrifying. So, uh, yeah, way to go, global warming and climate change. Uh, just bringing the tropics and monsoons to, to Massachusetts. Uh, Whatever. Said, it, it, it's better than the alternative, which is uh, the, the flaming heat and dryness of most of the country. Oh, my God. Uh, there was, what was I going to say? We're getting, the, we're getting the smoke from the West Coast now. I mean, this is terrifying. I mean, it is uh, alarming what is going on with... Uh, the weather out here. It's like, Oh man, like, it's like, it's like this air is weird. Yeah. That's the West coast burning. It's made it all the way to the East coast. Now it's great. So, anyway, so what's that question? The question is uh, in the matrix, Neon revolt, Jordan Sather gets stranded on separate desert islands. Who survives the longest and who dies first? Sather dies immediately because he drinks salt water thinking it will cure him. And he has no understanding of how the world <laughs> works. And you can flip a coin between matrix and neon revolt. Uh, I figure, uh, Matrix probably has a little more meat on the bone because he seems like he's like a relatively successful grifter, whereas Neon Revolt is a miserable failed screenwriter, probably not as uh, healthy. So uh, Matrix, Neon, Sather, that, that'd be my order of surviving. So Yeah, I mean, as a failed scriptwriter, I can only uh, imagine <laughs> that he would die pretty fast when cut off from his supply of Parliament cigarettes. <laughs> Roasted. <laughs> yeah, uh, take take that angry. The greatest thing in the world about Neon Revolt is he had his dumb book, uh, like Generation Q or whatever what it was called, and he did a GoFundMe on it, and he made it so much money. It, like it, you want punch a wall that these grifters were able to scam people. But the best part about it was is like he had like his intro video for the book, and he was just like, "Hello, I'm Neon Revolt." And this is really my voice. He was like just so into how bassy his own voice was. He was just like, yeah, ladies, my voice really is this smoky. That's right. Yeah. I could be on the radio, but instead I'm writing this sham book, Neon Revolt, failed screenwriter, but a smoking voice. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just picturing, like, I'm just picturing Keith David, <laughs> just fucking just a sm sultry baritone. Oh, man, that'd be so great. 
Yeah. Although, so, although uh, assholes like him don't deserve Keith David's incredible voice. Yeah. Uh, so uh, finally, before uh, we let L steer us out, we have to ask the chair, the chairman Walkman, a numerous question, which is, uh, "What are you excited about?" Uh, oh Lord, I mean, uh, things things have been challenging for the past couple of weeks for for old L. So uh, I would be excited for things to just go back to being uh, regular stressful and not extra stressful <laughs> I, I just want things to go back to fucking normal i want my body to stop betraying me i'd like to find a new place to live because i'm sick of looking uh that would be all great so if any of those things could work out uh i'll consider that a big win yeah i will uh, and hmm let's see uh my mine are a little more are a little lighter uh i think i've already said i'm well I was excited to go back to the movies, so we'll we'll see how long that lasts. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm excited for uh, good to passable nostalgia bait uh, stuff that is coming out. I saw the new Snake Eyes movie, the G.I. Joe Snake Eyes movie, and it is a goofy pile of nonsense, and I loved it. So I, I'm excited to see that trend continue hopefully with nostalgia bait that is goofy and fun and doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So Sarge is the reason Hollywood is doing this to us. <laughs> this is all on you, Sarge. It's all on you. And uh, I would say that I'm just going to, I'm, I'm just kind of uh, excited for the fact that uh, football is around the corner. I'm like seeing all these like articles about training camp is starting up and this, that, the other thing. And I'm just like, Oh man, this like means that like, in a week or two, someone's going to be like, Hey Mike, you want to get into this fancy league? You want to do this, that, the other thing. And it's just like, just that like, ritual of the late summer where you manage to extend the football season like an extra month because you have to like your you have to have your prep work gambling before your actual season long money losing adventure that is uh watching uh football and getting everything so terribly wrong when you are sure were sure the dolphins were going to cover that three and a half and they fucking didn't but uh yeah well yeah it's it's the middle of the summer fucking you know the hockey is done like the like uh NBA is over with uh so your only option is really baseball because there is no athletic competition happening right now that's worth half a shit yeah uh, but l isn't the olympics happening i know what i said <laughs> i'm aware yeah regular season baseball is the absolute worst i mean a bore an incredibly boring game with also no stakes added to it who sign me up so yeah um I just, I, I just like this. It's really funny that we have this like lull in the calendar where it's just like the anticipation of a real sport coming back is now like what matters more than like another sport that's actually actively playing games. But nope, go to hell. And the Olympics, I mean, literally, right now, all the Olympics is is just a place for right wingers to whine and complain about America. This is something I've brought up a bunch of times uh, on Twitter and other places, but it's like. The right wing in America wants to have like the only permission to hate America and Americans. So it's like the U.S. women's uh, soccer team. Trump, during that rally where he was complaining about the cabal, got the crowd to boo women's soccer. Uh, and like 
uh, oh my God, Gab and Telegram were so happy when the Americans lost to Sweden in the first game. And now everyone on right-wing media is like, Simone Biles is the absolute worst. And it's like, oh my God, like you, you absolute children. It's just so funny that like- Yeah, I mean, if anybody gave a shit about gymnastics, like actually gave a shit about gymnastics, the way they claim to when uh, Simone Biles decides that she is going to stop competing in the Olympics for mental health reasons, uh, then maybe thousands of them wouldn't be just like molested at their camps and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe people actually cared about gymnastics. The gymnastics world wouldn't be the cesspool that it is. Right. Uh, Like uh, someone was like, well, Carrie Strong did that vault with a broken foot. A, the Americans had already clinched the gold. She didn't have to do it. They were literally abusing her. And B, after like she was uh, helped off the uh, off the stage, she was taken. She was taken into the loving arms of Larry Nasser, the pederast who assaulted all those women. So yeah, yeah, and, and see if you don't like what she's doing, just continue to ignore her the way you do every like for the rest of the every four year cycle. Like the like the Olympics is an opportunity for a bunch of people to feign interest in shit that they otherwise do not care about. I posted that on Twitter, and it's just as true now. Like it's not like. A year from now, people are going to be like, oh, dude, did you see that swimming competition? It was so good. Those guys did that stroke so fast. Like, no one's going to give a fuck. How about we just not give a fuck always, and then the Olympics can stop going to countries and ruining them? (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? Because uh, the biggest story coming out of the Olympics is not Simone Biles. It's the fact that, like, Japan is literally being ever more crippled by the COVID virus because of the Olympics. So go fuck yourself, the Olympics. (laughs) Anyway, I do feel bad for all those people where uh, that have the Olympics as like the primary avenue for them to display their incredible athletic prowess that they work very hard to achieve. But I don't care how good you are at doing a pole vault. The Olympics is shitty. It ruins nations. It is currently ruining Japan because we're in the middle of a pandemic and they're still having it. So, you know, how about you just fuck off and just, you know, do the parallel bars at some state fair or whatever. I, mean, I was trying to think of any anywhere else where somebody might go to see somebody compete in a sport where they otherwise uh, do not give a shit. Eat a you know deep fried I mean? Twinkie and watch Simone Biles crush some unsuspecting fool by doing yeah. like nine flips in the air. Yeah, I'll, I'll eat some. De- I'll, I'll, I'll have myself some of that crispy tempura and uh, enjoy watching Simone Biles be unquestionably the best ever in gymnastics. Like, uh, I'm not trying to diminish the individual athletes. The organization is what sucks. It's sort of like a. It's like fucking uh, well, the the World Cup or whatever. It's like I I like I think football is very boring, but I appreciate that the rest of the world loves it. But that doesn't mean that FIFA aren't huge pieces of shit. It doesn't mean that the World Cup doesn't suck. Like, oh yeah, let, let let's build a bunch of stadiums in the middle of the hot hot desert in Dubai, killing dozens of workers, so that way we can make these professional athletes perform in like a billion degree heat for our amusement. It's like what the, the what are we all fucking Caligula like? <laughs> We have we have air conditioned stadiums all over the world. Just fucking hold the competitions there where people don't have to die. I bought Football Manager because I saw how much fun a friend of mine was having playing it and how much time he had played. And I was like, oh, there must be something in here for me. And when I did, he actually messaged me and apologized. He was like, you should return that right now. 
But yeah, I mean, all, all of those manager games are just spreadsheet managers anyway. It doesn't matter. It's like, like they're telling you that your players are playing football, but what's really happening is that you are watching a spreadsheet. And for some people, that's enough. Like, I, I've played some of those, like, cookie cl- cookie clicker style games or whatever, where you're just literally watching numbers go up and just be like, yeah, I'm doing this. And it's like, not <laughs> really. <tone> in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Click, 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 click. The, the human mind is easy to trick. That's why QAnon is a thing. Yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, time for me to pedal this year Velocipede out of Hell World. Uh, so for everybody who's listening and who made it this far, despite all of our ranting and raving, we thank you very much. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by telling a friend or anybody else who might be interested in hearing us jerks talk about the QAnon phenomenon. If you have a little jingle jangle in your pocket and you'd like to splash that around and support the show monetarily, you could do so by visiting us at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics. Uh, anybody that supports us at the $5 and above tier gets access to our sweet, sweet bonus content. Uh, currently, we have a few series running, one of which is Cabalin, which is the, the whole gang getting together to discuss the fall of the Cabal. That should be wrapping shortly. Uh, we also had uh, the Mike Rain solo outfit, The Foulest Deed, him talking about uh, JFK, which I believe has, has wrapped. And uh, have you started your, your new bonus content, Mike? Yes, I have. The, uh, un- the currently untitled U.S. History uh, podcasts are rolling. I I've done two. Uh, the first one was a, a little foray into uh, Benedict Arnold and how he was the hero of the Battle of Saratoga. And unfortunately for him, the injuries he sustained on that battle were not fatal. And then he was lived long enough to become a traitor, which was a bad look on his part. And the second one was... Would, would, you, would you say that you die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain? Absolutely. I would absolutely say that. And uh, the second one is something that you know very well about. It's me talking about the Civil War and how it was about slavery. I mean, I believe it's about space, states' rights, but you and I could agree to disagree on that yes. issue. I love the Confederacy. Uh, long live uh, General Lee or whatever. So yeah, if you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to donate, anybody at the five dollar above tier gets access to all of that sweet, sweet bonus content. You can go through and comb through the back catalog, listen to it, get caught up, and then uh, tell us in real time. Uh, whether or not you think we rule or suck. Uh, speaking of which, we do have some donors this week, some sweet, sweet, beautifuler babies. Uh, Mega Ron TV has donated enough to get access to that sweet bonus content. And we do have a lesser donation option, just two bucks a month, just like a little tip for the dealer to say, hey, we like what you're doing. We don't necessarily need the bonus content. We don't necessarily want to spend $5 a month on you chumps. And uh, our friend Hector has decided to give us that $2 tip. So we thank both of you for your support. Now. If you have money and you want to give it to uh, a good cause that isn't just some jerks talking on the internet, we've got you covered with a suggestion for that, too. You can head over to love146.org. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. And those are words straight from the people themselves. So that's an, 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 no 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 fun or clever L spin on that one. Just sh- straight from the Love146 organization directly to you. So if you want to try to save some children, go ahead and donate your money there. We have several people that we need to thank uh, to uh, for helping make the show go. Uh, first of all is DJ Minimal, Minimal Effort, who has provided our sweet, sweet intro music uh, that continues to grow on me every time I listen to it, especially after a week away. Uh, he remains too cool for social media, so just keep him in your thoughts and prayers, I guess. Uh, however, not too cool for social media is our buddy Frosty, who is our voiceover artist, the voice of Q when we need him, but more specifically the person who does all of our bumps. You can find him over at FrostyVO. Uh, if you can't get enough of myself and Sarge talking about sweet, sweet nonsense, we have you covered on that front, too. Man, we've got you smothered and covered. It's like Waffle House over here. 
you can go find us at our uh, spinoff podcast where we talk about pop media called Binge Wordy. That's B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-D-Y. And you can find us on Twitter at Binge Wordy, spelled the same way. So for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hell World podcast, I am Hell World L, signing off for Hell World Sarge and our expert, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.